Our first lesson is from the prophet Isaiah, the 11th chapter. There shall come forth a shoot from the stump of Jesse, and a branch from his roots shall bear fruit. And the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. And his delight shall be in the fear of the Lord. He shall not judge by what his eyes see or decide disputes by what his ears hear. But with righteousness he shall judge the poor and decide with equity between the meek of the earth. And he shall strike the earth with the rod of his mouth, and with the breath of his lips he shall kill the wicked. Righteousness shall be the belt of his waist, and faithfulness the belt of his loins. The wolf shall dwell with the lamb, and the leopard shall lie down with the young goat, and the calf and the lion and the fatted calf together, and a little child shall lead them. The cow and the bear shall graze, their young shall lie down together, and the lion shall eat straw like an ox. The nursing child shall play over the hole of the cobra, and the weaned child shall put his hand on the adder's den. Then they shall not hurt or destroy in all my holy mountain, for the earth shall be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. In that day the root of Jesse, who shall stand as a signal for the peoples, of him shall the nations inquire, and his resting place shall be glorious. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the third chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. In those days, John the Baptist came preaching in the wilderness of Judea. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. For this is he who was spoken of by the prophet Isaiah when he said, The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. Now John wore a garment of camel's hair and a leather belt around his waist. His food was locusts and wild honey. Then Jerusalem and all Judea and all the region about the Jordan were going out to him, and they were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. But when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees coming for baptism, he said to them, You brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Bear fruit in keeping with repentance. And do not presume to say to yourselves, We have Abraham as our father. For I tell you, God is able from these stones to raise up children for Abraham. Even now the axe is laid to the root of the trees. Every tree, therefore, that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. I baptize you with water for repentance. But he who is coming after me is mightier than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand, and he will clear his threshing floor and gather his wheat into the barn, but the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. We can you and peace from God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. You may be seated. Our text is from the gospel reading, Matthew chapter 3. Here again these words. In those days John the Baptist came preaching in the wilderness of Judea. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. 
For this is he who was spoken of by the prophet Isaiah when he said, the voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. I don't know if I'm ever going to be ready. You just might as well give up right now. There's so many things to do to prepare for Christmas. The tree's half decorated. There's so much to do. But it's not just the shopping, the presents, the baking, the cleaning, the decorating, the parties, and all those types of things that we should be doing to prepare for Christmas. There's another kind of preparation that we need to be involved in. John the Baptist said, prepare the way of the Lord. And when he first spoke those words, the world was in turmoil. Caesar Augustus, 35 years before, had started a new era of hope and peace in the Roman Empire and throughout the world. But now, at this time, Tiberius was the emperor of Rome, and he was a tyrant and a madman. Palestine itself was divided into three parts, or tetrarchies, and Judea. Judea itself was under the authority of a Roman procurator, Pontius Pilate. But that's just the political scene. There was religious turmoil in the world also. Many had fallen away from the practice of the faith. The office of the high priest was actually being sold to the highest bidder. Jewish leaders were openly cooperating with the occupying army of the Romans. And many people were following the voices of false prophets and false saviors. This is the scene to which John cries out, Repent! Repent and be baptized for the forgiveness of sins. Repent. The people were sinners. They needed to acknowledge their sins before God and to ask for his forgiveness and be baptized. This baptism of John the Baptist was an outward sign of the repentance that was taking place in the hearts of the people. Later, it would become the baptism that we celebrate today that makes us members of God's family. And in the water and the word of God, our sins are washed away. Repent and be baptized. Then the people would be ready, ready for the deliverance that was about to come. The Savior promised centuries and centuries ago was about to appear on the scene to deliver them from sin and its consequences, to bring them forgiveness and the promise of everlasting life. The one who was about to appear was none other than God's Son, Jesus Christ. And as we are busy preparing for Christmas, we need to remember again what Christmas is. It's the celebration of Christ's coming. And our world today is in much the same condition it was in John's day, full of turmoil, terror in the streets, wars among nations, broken family relationships, illness, death, pandemic, inflation, unemployment. Well, the list could just go on and on. 
There's also much religious turmoil in our world today. Many false teachers, many cults, many who have their names on the membership lists of churches but do not attend or participate in any way. And many in our world today who have not heard of God's love for them in Jesus. But even we, the faithful, we get caught up in all of the world's definition of what Christmas should be. Making gifts and parties and decorations and all of that the most important part of our celebrations. Spending weeks and hundreds and hundreds of dollars in preparations. So we too need to hear the cry of John the Baptist, prepare the way for the Lord. And focus not only on the outward preparations, but especially on the inward spiritual preparations. We need to examine ourselves the way God sees us, not the way we think of ourselves, but the way God sees us, and then repent, confess our sins to God, telling him how sorry we are, how sorry we are for disobeying him. And then hear the joyful message, the Christmas message, the message of good news and glad tidings, the message that the Savior has come to forgive our sins, that he came and he suffered and he died on the cross to pay the punishment that we deserved, to hear the good news of God's promise of everlasting life with him in heaven, the joyful message of God's love at Christmas. We need to prepare spiritually. Spending time to do that. Using the extra opportunities for worship, and Bible studies, and family devotions. And then share the message of God's love with others. After all, that's our mission in life, to share God's love with others as individuals and as a congregation. It's also the purpose behind our Christmas celebrations. All those external, outward things can add joy to our celebration, but the real celebration comes from helping those less fortunate than us by showing kindness and courtesy to others at a time when most people have completely lost any manners they had and especially sharing the message of Jesus with others. It could be as simple as inviting someone to come to worship with you during this special season of Advent and Christmas. Wishing people a Merry Christmas instead of that commercial generic Happy Holidays. Share God's love with others. And as we celebrate Christmas again this year, focus on the real reason for the season and for the holy day. After all, when the people in the store wish you a happy holiday, little do they know that holiday means holy day. But you can still correct them and say Merry Christmas. And you know what? All those things we have to do, everything that's on our list, let's just face it. We're not going to get them all done before Christmas. What are we going to do? 
we're going to do the most important things first. And at the top of the list should be prepare our hearts spiritually. Take the time to hear again the story of God's love at Christmas for you in Jesus, the baby of Bethlehem. And then share that love in this holy season. Amen. And may the peace of God, which goes beyond all understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.